The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, and Joe Costanzo. And we're back with an extended hiatus. It's back with another episode of the Drop Back Podcast. I'm Sam Lewis and I'm joined as ever down the line by Joe Costanzo. Hi Slu, been a long time. How are we doing? We're doing well. Yourself? I'm keeping well. I'm a bit uh, bolder now, as are you. <laughs> Considerably bolder. <laughs> yeah. You uh, are the most bored. I'm and not... let's not leave him waiting too long. You just heard his voice. It's Matt Burns Peak. Howdly doodly, boys. Howdly doodly indeed. Indeed. Right. It's been quite a hiatus from us, and we do apologise for that. Should we go straight into it, boys? I think we should, yeah. I think. I all right, so we all need a little... We all need a little bit of happiness right now. So let's start with the best free agent signings you saw this off-season. The steals, the really nitty-gritty stuff that you like to see. Mm. Matt, do you want to kick it off? Um, yeah, give me one second while my note loads. There we go. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I actually thought there were quite a few deals that I was really impressed with um, this free agency. I know the tendency seems to be about you know, free agency starts and teams sort of panic and, and sell the sell the farm to players and then they never seem to quite work out and maybe i'm just speaking from personal experience with the dolphins and their plethora of defensive of uh free agent mistakes in the past um but there are a few moves that i really liked and i think one of the main ones that i really really liked was uh javon hargreave to the eagles i thought that was a fantastic deal 39 million over three years for a uh a stud that instantly improves that defensive line um and as well as that i really liked the falcons capitalizing on the Rams mess and picking up Todd Gurley on a, a one year six mil deal. I think it's a win win for everyone involved. Would you say it's a mess yeah, though? I, like... I I feel the way the Rams handled the Gurley situation was a mess. Hundred percent. They if they had come to their conclusion earlier, they might have been able to, um, you know, trade him or, or do something. Get a, bit a late different round with him. pick for him. Yeah, exactly. The, they they left it to that point where it became too late, and then they had to cut ties with a player who was the face of their franchise not so long ago. Yeah, it's crazy to think like a few years ago he was the the highest paid running back in the league officially, and now he's he's been cut. Um, it, it doesn't really do running backs any justice, to be honest. I'm, I'm quite sad about it. But uh... I, yeah, I, I just think it was really rash. I think, um, I mean, for for the Falcons, it's fantastic. They get Gurley on a, a very cheap six mil one year deal. If he turns out to, if the knee turns out to be okay, and he and he can recapture that electric form, then fantastic he's he's in their lap and he and they can use him if it turns out that the knee is bad and they can't get a lot out of him then they've really lost very little in the grand scheme of things and they can get rid of him next year i think as well that the, the strange thing for me was how much dead cap space the rams absorbed just to get rid of Gurley. when i almost think it would have made sense to just keep him around and give him an extra year to to see where you're where you're at if you're going to end up paying him that much anyway in dead cap yeah, I would agree with you. The other one you mentioned, the Javon Hargrave one, not mm. only is it a good signing for a good player on a decent contract, but when you add him to the line that they've already got there with Fletch Cox and Malik Jackson, that's a nasty little defensive line. Throwing back to a couple of years ago when they were actually able to get pressure on the quarterback, hopefully they'll be able to regain that sort of form there. Yeah, but 100%. That's what it, yeah, that's what it is sometimes with free agency. It's like... A player can look like a good signing, but then when you take a step back and look at the bigger pitches, like does it really fit in with the rest of the team? And is mm. it actually a good signing long term? And I think that's where a lot of the time is like, oh, we signed a really good player then, but then you look at the contract and who he has to go play with. It's like, what's the point yeah. of that one? Mm. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I really liked... Um, sorry, just not to try and steal them, but I thought Chris Harris was a great pickup by the Chargers as well. Yeah, I was, I was going to mm. mention that. Take it away, Joey. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I think I think the Chargers... Just their, their defensive line in general... Uh, defensive backs in general are just pretty amazing Elite, right now. Yeah. Um, and that whole like AFC West has always been kind of known for in some sense, good defensive back play, especially from the Chargers and, and the Broncos. I think both the Chargers and the Broncos have gotten better this season, um, in the off-season. And, I mean, it's hard to say when a player goes to the Chargers because they have a tendency to just break everything and uh, not yeah. play. But, Self-destruct. But I love Chris Harris Jr. I think he's one of the most talented nickel cornerbacks in the league. Um, and I think they've got a pretty good deal as well. Like For, for Chris Harris Jr.'s uh, 10, million, 10 mil a year, that's that's less than Desmond Trufant, who is a less mm. good player, in my opinion. I mean, in guaranteed money, it's only it's less than that. It's seventeen yeah. mil guaranteed over two years. So, I mean, like you said, Joe, I think that's a fantastic price. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think um, the, the favorite one I saw was one. Sorry to jump over your point. You got another one there, Joe? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it was one that we all mentioned that was a huge position of need, perhaps. But the only position of need really for this team was was Emmanuel Sanders going to the yeah. Saints to be their number two receiver. Two mm. years, sixteen mil, eight mil a year. Really not a huge price to play for someone that's still producing. Yes, he's aged thirty three, but he hasn't really shown any signs of slowing down. And as a compliment to Michael Thomas, it gives him a really good one two punch in the air. Yeah, I, I thought in on that Saints team, the one thing that, uh, like you said, was was clearly missing. They had such. Uh, they, by no doubt, last year Michael Thomas was the best receiver in the league. But who was behind him? Like they'd been playing around with Ted Ginn for a while. Like over the years, he's never really. He's shown some signs, but and the, it's just a bunch of basically number four receivers on that team. Um, and I think Emmanuel Sanders proved his worth last year playing for the 49ers and he emerged as a primary receiver. And now to have him on as a secondary receiver on a team with the by all means best receiver in the league I'm sorry if you can hear a hoover going on but screw it I'll continue um, hoovers don't slow him down yeah hoovers hoovers ain't got shit on me I'll tell you that no but I, I honestly think Emmanuel Sanders not as um, good as blowing either <laughs> yeah I spit fire uh, Emmanuel Sanders uh, great great pickup I, I can see him easily getting a thousand yards and none of the other receivers I remember there was a crazy stat just before we broke up about all the other receivers um, other than Michael Thomas on the Saints. I don't even think they eclipsed his total yardage um, at all, like any any of the other receivers put together on that Saints team last year. So mm. I think that's going to change this year for sure. Yeah. Well, the only thing that I worry about with Emmanuel Sanders is, as you mentioned, Slew, he is the wrong side of 30 for a wide receiver. Um, it's will he be able to stay healthy for this full season? We know how... You know, wide receivers can be absolutely flying and then an injury curtails it and they can never really quite recapture that form and obviously the risk increases the, the older they get so if they can keep Sanders healthy I think it's a fantastic deal it will depend on, on whether he lasts the full the full slate though Yeah I think that's absolutely a fair comment I would point to the fact he played 17 regular season games last year mm. and then all the playoff games as well on the way to the Super Bowl and looked as quick as he has done he doesn't hasn't really seemed to lose a step yet and like you said though there is that chance that it just happens one day rather than it be a slow build into that yeah mm. right is um, there anyone you think was oh joe you've got another good oh one i've got i've got liked? another well there's obviously 
there's quite a few good ones really to get to get through but i mean just one i wanted to raise was austin hooper to the browns um four yep. years i mean this isn't guaranteed money but 44 million so 11 million a year makes him the highest paid tight end in the league uh he's sitting well sitting now in front of Injoku, um who by all means is a starting quality tight end in the league but you could see a lot of twin tight end sets now in cleveland um obviously yeah. i think i think he's a top three target on that team uh just fits right in there and obviously he was the most productive obviously um with the falcons being the falcons he wasn't necessarily shown but he was doing bits for my fantasy team until i got injured at the end of the year um and now i think the browns have really upgraded on offense around the board i mean they also picked up jack conklin um who i thought was the third best player in tennessee um last yeah. year yeah outstanding no but you're absolutely right about that two tight end sets especially when you look at them bringing in kevin stefanski to be their head yeah. coach now and what he did in uh, Minnesota last year again with two tight eight end sets using the run play action off that and with Jack Conklin as well it does line it up to more of what should be able to help Baker Mayfield become a competent quarterback in the league <laughs> yeah competent quarterback. yeah I agree I think it makes a ton of sense personnel wise um, I think it gives you know Baker Mayfield that big target that he's going to struggle to miss because Austin Hooper is absolutely massive um, and Baker Mayfield, as we saw last season, was pretty scattershot with his passing. So that that's a big plus. I just for me, I just don't really like the price, and it doesn't doesn't really sit right with me knowing that Austin Hooper is the highest paid tight end in the league. Um, I think they did overpay him, but it's you know they they needed they needed another big big body that down mm. the middle that Mayfield can hit. Yeah, I, I get that. But the thing is though, but... everything looks overpaid until they perform. On the... If he if it works for their offense, is it overpaid? And Austin yeah. Hooper last year was like the most productive tight end until he got injured at the end of the year. So he was honestly, I think, I think he was leading on well, all the categories. With, with how contracts work in the NFL, if you're above average, well, better than above average, a really good player, which Austin Hooper is, they when your contract comes around, they're generally made the highest paid at their position, especially yeah, if they're true. still young. Yeah. So what's going to happen is the next one that comes along with I don't know if Kittle's still got two years, but he'll probably get paid before that because the Niners will have to. He'll become the next highest. And then when Kelsey's contract, he'll become the highest. And it just works that way. It's the same for any position, though. It's the same with with, with Larry Tunsil for the for the as mm. at tackle as well for, for the Texans he's probably going to get reset the tackle market he's not necessarily the best left tackle in the league but he's just young enough and has enough talent that he's going to be paid that much anyway yeah Byron Jones just reset the cornerback market as well so that does happen oh that leads me on to my worst pick uh, oh, my wow. worst signing oh, you're going <laughs> to make me sad oh, you've, ruined, you've, taken, you've taken over my segue for your segue uh, better be a good one <laughs> I'm sorry but that is, sorry I just you, you mentioned it so I actually had Byron Jones I really like Byron Jones I think he's one of the most versatile players in the league good but leave it I, at that is he worth being the highest paid cornerback in the league I don't it's think it's the so. same point Matt just made um, who Matt. would you say is the best highest, best um, paid cornerback in the league then who should be well he's just going to say Marlon Byron, Humphrey if Byron Jones is a no, top Stephen 5 Gilmore. corner which you could argue he is and he's coming up for his contract, then that's how he's going to get paid by one team. One team's got to make that payment. No, I, I would I would say he was he's possibly... The only reason I'd pay him this much, and I wouldn't pay him this much, but the only reason I would... <laughs> so there is, is no reason. If, because of his versatility. Other than that, like he because you can match him up with effectively any position, tight end or wide receiver on the field, um, 
that's that's the reason that he may you could argue that he could he, he's worth getting paid that much but he just hasn't really proven it enough to be the highest paid corner in the league you know what i mean it, the, the thing with byron jones is and it, it's all about fit because um brian flores wants to play so much man defense and brian byron jones in man defense is fantastic he doesn't get interceptions but he is blanket coverage um and what the dolphins especially well, one of the many things dolphins lacked last season was um in the secondary especially javon howard gets a lot of picks and makes a lot of turnovers but in terms of his just being able to cover a guy and limit the amount of yards he gives up, Javon Howard is Gets susceptible deep. to splash play. Um, Gets burnt what, deep. Is that what you're uh, saying? He, I mean, he's been he's been burnt deep a couple of times. He's taken a, oh, some ridiculous a, interceptions a couple of times. You've got to take it. But the, the point is that Byron Jones is blanket coverage in man coverage, and that's what Byron Flores yeah. wants. Um, I mean, he's what he's one of the top man coverage corners in the league i know you said he's versatile as well but as a as a man-to-man corner he is exceptional um yes it's a steep price but if that if adding that piece means that brian flores can do what he needs to do on the defensive side of the ball and sure up the, the those corners um to create turnovers th- from the d-line and, and from elsewhere then i think it will have a big impact it's the same thing as the same point as as Slew was making with austin hooper yeah, no, yeah, no. Trust so me, after I, I your love big, Byron Jones. after your big de- defense of Byron Jones then being not overpaid, who would you put in that category then, Matt? As being overpaid? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, well, um, how about Robert Quinn being massively overpaid? Yeah, Seven, yep, I agree one. with that. Seventy million pounds for five years, Robert Quinn, who has been seventy million pounds. Seventy million pounds yeah, over five years for Robert dollars. Quinn. Um, pounds well <laughs> that's a lot he's got Dollary a little dues. bonus there mate <laughs> dollary dues um but yeah i mean it's it's silly money for robert quinn isn't it yeah. we, it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be 30 when the season stage, starts you just for a player that old who's been that inconsistent as well over the last few seasons with yo between has seasons, he done really, anything since he left the rams i mean mm. he was not very good for the dolphins for a while i didn't even just, know that I, was, I had no idea he played for the dolphins we had him for a little bit. It was it was not good, and then, then he had flashes elsewhere as well. But I, I just think it's so much money for a player you don't know is going to be consistently good, and is and is a old player. Um, as well as that, I thought and it's thirty million guaranteed. Exactly, it's it's silly money. Just and... while we're on while we're on Robert Quinn, before you do move on, I thought all the big moves that the Bears made this off season were pretty poor. Oh, Nick Foles, you... go further. Nick Foles, a fourth round. A fourth round picks why would you not pick up cam newton nick Foles also was injured last year he's also been injured a few times in his career if they're That's both really their best i'd rather have cam newton than nick Foles. yeah and the 100%. other one is jimmy graham two years 16 million if we're saying 11 million a year is a lot for austin hooper what's 8 million a year for jimmy graham who last season had 400 odd yards and three touchdowns with aaron Rodgers? He's just not the same Jimmy Graham that he was four or five years ago. And I think, for me, that's the biggest difference. It seems like they were buying everyone from four or five years ago. Nick Foles, three years ago. Robert Quinn, four or five years ago. Jimmy Graham hasn't really done it since he left the Saints. Had a little bit of success occasionally in Seattle, but wasn't anywhere near that successful. If you're a Bears fan, and those are the big three moves you make, how are you expected to be excited going into the new year? Yeah, that's depressing depressing stuff for a Bears fan I think someone's been playing a lot of like Madden 16 <laughs> I'm just like, they're just two seasons behind yeah <laughs> oh this yeah. Robert Quinn guy's good let's sign him 
Oh dear. Um, um, yeah, Joe. Who who did you have as uh, the over the overpays? The overpays. Yeah, Byron Jones. I had Byron Jones, it, it mate. Oh yeah, of course you did. Put you into a blind rage. I, I, is it angered oh, you yeah. that much? I didn't. I didn't know if you. Memory. I did. I just wiped it from my memory. It was too traumatic. No, I, I wondered if you had any more because speaking of corners, I thought that James Bradbury to the Giants for forty-five million pounds, thirty-two of which dollars. is guaranteed for three Stop years. Stop saying pounds. Not pounds. pounds dollars. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dollary dudes. It's still a lot of money. Is my point. Um. But yeah, I, I, I thought that was bizarre. I don't think Bradbury's ever been that guy at corner for the Panthers. He's looked okay at times. I don't think he's ever looked exceptional. And when you compare that to the contract that uh, Slay got from the Eagles, Bradbury's on more guaranteed money over the same period of time. And I just think that that's bonkers to me. He's a younger player, though. Is the argument you can make if you're if you're the Giants front office. He's a younger player than um, Darius Slay. Darius Slay coming off an injury, a little bit of a down year. Yeah, I'm thrilled for that signing as an Eagles fan just thinking what their argument would be for that one mm. Mm. yeah I guess so <laughs> you do, I mean I don't sound convinced either and you two certainly don't <laughs> I'm just going to mind that one free agents aren't the only way to get new players in the off season Joe favourite trade of the it's off season it's not it's not favourite trade what? Joe oh my favourite trade well there's a difference between my favourite trade and the ones I wanted to Obviously, good. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my favourite one out of the way first. It's it's Kalias Campbell Kim. for a fifth round pick. Kalias, yeah. a perennial Pro Bowler, made the Pro Bowl last year, five time Pro Bowler in fact. Um, a pass, you know, pass rusher from the inside uh, tackle slash end position at a three four lineup that we. He's also love just a huge run. man, just an absolute. He's a huge, huge boy, and obviously if you go losing. For arguments. Losing my boy Michael Pierce to the nice. Vikings uh, was very sad, um, but he, we found a really good replacement, and I'm very happy about that. And the value we got him in with just a fifth round pick being exchanged, and I think there might have been a later pick um, that the Jags even gave us lot for the next year. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but either way, I, that is by far my my most favourite, and I think Shock. we could all agree it's pretty good. It's a pretty good deal. It's good value. It's good value. Um, for sure, I can understand no, it. I mean, here. can I understand it from the Jags' point of view? No, I, that's I, what I, I was thinking. I, yeah. What are the Jags thinking? I think they've lost. Doesn't up... make sense because they're going to end up with Yannick without Yannick Kagwe as well. Yeah, because exactly. he doesn't want to sign that free agency tender. That um, I... not free agency tender, franchise yeah, tag. Franchise tender, tag. That's the yeah. One. And I would like to thank, remember that, that time we all went to Wembley and I watched the Ravens get trounced like 47 to 7 by the Jaguars yeah. and that year they were good, the last year they were good and everyone was saying Saxonville, blah, 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 blah this, blah that. At the end of the day, who wins now, Jags? Who wins now? I want you to look into my eyes and hear my well, the voice. Whole of Jacksonville. Well, they, they, they won, they still won the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course they do. But who won the war, Slew? It's not a I, war. It's not it is a war. I don't think they realise they're at war with you, Joe, to be honest. Oh, Jesus Christ. This <laughs> seems like a very personal vendetta. This this isn't... You, you, do you, you want to just, just agree with you? Joe, just, you, just you please won the agree. war, don't worry, mate. Thank you. You won the Thank war. You. Well done, Joe. Good warring. Cool, cool. Well, they've lost uh, Ramsey and Kalias now, and like you and said, they're going to lose... Yeah, they they've lost Boye, and they're going to lose in Gargwe. So at the end of the day, like it went from Saxonville to I don't even know what the fuck. Cracksonville. Cracksonville. Whack. 
your shit's whack. Nice. Um, but yeah, that that was by far my favourite. But in terms of one I did want to bring up, um, sorry to kind of hog it here, but what did you guys think of Kyle Allen to the Redskins? I thought it was nothing. Waste of a a fifth round pick? I thought it was vanilla from everyone involved and boring. But I've got an interesting theory, and it relates to the article that will soon be on live on thedropback.com. Plug. Plug. (laughs) So with Kyle Allen moving to the Redskins, as we all know, Cam Newton is out. Anyone who happened to watch the XFL before it was so rudely uh, interrupted. S- interrupted by natural disasters um, would see the MVP of the league, PJ Walker, going to none other than the Panthers, who offered him a higher uh, rate than any of the other teams in the league. He actually offered them a few mil. Um, so alongside Teddy that. Bridgewater going to Carolina, I think PJ Walker returning to Matt Rule who, by the way, coached him in college for Temple. Um, That that is a potential for PJ Walker to be starting next year. At the end of the day, I've got two sides. Yeah, well, I'm saying this. Imagine, right, we get about like half of the way through the season. Teddy Bridgewater is sort of plummeting along, just sort of mediocre quarterback, game manager. They've lost a few close games and whatever. PJ Walker steps in. Bang! Dynamite. When I saw him play in the XFL, he had an um, he he was like fifteen touchdowns to to four interceptions. He averaged like three hundred yards a game, um, over like sixty five percent completion percentage, and he's just been signed. Injury. What? I think barring injury, the only way I think there's more chance he's not on the roster than he starts a game over Teddy Bridgewater by the end Whoa. of the year. I think he'll he'll be on the roster. I think he'll be on the roster. To be honest, mate, I think Sandwich he's probably bet. more talented. Yeah, I, I, I'll, yeah, good point. Sandwich bet. Sandwich bet on what? That he won't start a game? He'll be on the roster by the start of the season. I didn't say that. I said there's more chance he won't be on the roster than he will start a game. Hmm. Okay, right. so how can we make a sandwich bet out of this? What about... Now, what, I'm saying is, what I'm saying is it's that unlikely that he will start a game this year. Do you think they'll win the number two job, Slew? Well, it depends who else they bring in. Probably, well, maybe. They'll li- they got I, no one I, else I at imagine- the moment. I could see them drafting a QB in the mid rounds potentially as well. Um, I'm trying to think how we could put this into a Will Greer there. in the third. Well, he's uh, PJ's only uh, well Philip as he was known in in university, but uh, he's yeah, only like 24. Like we'll I think mean, about we'll think of that as a sandwich bet for next week. Okay, yeah, um, it's a bit of a nice. jumbled mess right now. Yeah, no, no, but that that was another sort of interesting caveat I, I would like to just raise everyone's awareness of now, just so when it happens... Uh, Thank you very much. We Joe can, can be showered in sandwiches. We can all be showered in sandwiches. Is that like your your biggest wet dream, Joe? Oh, yeah, of course. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> send um, the sandwiches. Send the sandwiches. My favourite trade... Um, I, I, it's, it's a weird one because I mean my favourite trade from a very evil perspective was the whole DeAndre Hopkins shit show because I, I <laughs> love seeing I love seeing the Texans getting absolutely shafted. However, mm-hmm. I, I thought I'd go with a nice trade where everyone sort of wins, and I really liked the DeForest Buckner to the Colts trade. I thought fills a fantastic need for the Colts. Um, it's great value for San Fran who can instantly use that pick in this draft class to go and get one of the best receivers, you know, a, a CD Lamb or a Ruggs or a Judy uh, to have an instant impact. And on the other end, for the Colts, it fills a huge need in the middle of their defense as well. So it's a fantastic move. Yeah, and not uh, only is it a good move this year for the 
49ers, getting a first round pick for someone that was out of contract at the end of the 2020 season is a huge yeah. win for them. Yeah, yeah, 100%. no, that's that's what I was thinking because he he didn't have much left on his contract. He probably wasn't going to re-sign anyway, so they they just shoved him off for a cheeky first rounder. Exactly. Now if it works for the Colts, then it, again, it, does it the price really matter if it does work out? True. Yeah, exactly. That's and and you got you got to think going looking at the draft and the Colts' biggest need would probably be a D tackle potentially, and if they didn't like the talent that they were they thought they'd be able to get at that point in the first round for that need anyway then why not go and get DeForest Buckner who's a proven talent and instantly can go straight into the straight straight into the starting lineup yeah absolutely I'd agree with that you're not if, wrong if anything it makes too much sense for everyone but then he might end up like Jadavian Clowney and then just kind of wavering about the next year you get what I mean like he's he's probably not he might not sign for the Colts and then you've just spent a first rounder on someone who's played for you for one year I'm, I'm fairly certain they've already yeah. they've reworked the contract with him and they've already tied him down if, oh, I'm, if I'm correct I don't know if it's been officially confirmed but I thought that that was sort of part of the wait are you part... confirming it now have you beaten Greg, uh, Greg yeah I'm, I'm I'm watching it mate I'm watching the whole set this whole situation <laughs> if you're willing it into existence yeah I, re- I really hope it doesn't become official between this being released recorded and released so you can break the news that would be great oh that'd be amazing imagine can we just like send a highlight of that to, to everywhere and say we called it send it to rapport yes, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> but also with what the Colts are doing it does seem like they're going all in kind of on this year as well signing Phil Rivers mm. to that 25 million one year contract yeah, I if they do manage to go all the way if they do manage to go all the way if they believe that they're those couple of pieces away then I would it's absolutely worth it if they get rid of the first rounder for that yeah true I, mean, I just don't know if there's much of a difference between a Philip Rivers and a Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I I was thinking this as well. Oh, I disagree. I think Philip Rivers is a much better quarterback than just. Yeah, in his legacy wise, he is. But now, I think I'm recently right now. he's been yeah. pants. A Last poopy. season he was pants. His line was terrible, though. His line was absolute dog shit. Yeah, I suppose so. Chargers but... line isn't bad anymore. Yeah, I know, but but that, I I think the, the Chargers t- arguably had the best free agency. Yeah, I mean they—they. Oh, I, I, they, I could get involved with that. Didn't they shift DJ Fluker for like a second or something? I don't. I don't know what the. That—that that is a complete was, potential guess, but I swear I saw something like that. Like he's moved to guard and been traded. Um, what a fluky yeah. move! Why? Why would you say that, Slew? Why would I say they've? Well, they've upgraded their offensive line. They got Brian Belaga from the Packers, three years, That's good, thirty mil. With, yeah, exactly. He's been a perennial pro bowler, and they got rid of Russell Okun, who has been a good player for them, but mm. he's been injury prone. And they traded him for Trey Turner from the Panthers, who he's had six years in the league. Twenty fourteen, all right, league, but the last five years he's been a pro bowler. So Excellent. I mean, you can't really you can't really argue with that one. Again, yeah. the move you mentioned earlier, Joe, um, Chris Harris from Denver, yeah, mm-hmm. which you pointed out liking. Um, they signed Austin Eckler, who was really effective for them last year. They didn't get tied into bringing Melvin Gordon in on a big money contract. I like that move. And the other one, if they can get a quarterback high in the draft or maybe Cam Newton, then that's a really good roster. And the thing mm. is with the Chargers, though, is that they always look good at this time of year. Yeah, and then and they, then they all, get all their all the legs time. fall off in training camp. But also, 
what could be good for the Chargers and no other team is the current situation because they don't have any fans that go to their games anyway. So empty stadiums <laughs> probably won't affect them as much. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. You're yeah. saying... You spent a solid two minutes talking talking up the Chargers and then just <laughs> smacked them back down with a massive part. Harsh. <laughs> hey, it's a be- it might be a better They've been training for this day for, for two years. I thought you were going to go down the angle of like if training camps are cancelled, then they can't possibly get their players injured again. But wow, just going to hit them straight at the fans. Well, we could go with that one as no, well. No, they'd positive. still manage to... Joey Bozo will still rip his elbow or something. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah, exactly. That's please God don't. Please like, no. Bro. Please please. <laughs> I just want a, a one healthy Chargers year so we can actually see for once exactly. what everyone keeps talking about. In it, you feel like it's been How... building for the last like four seasons. It's been building. How bad would you feel for Philip Rivers though? Yeah, yeah. if they, if if they have was... one really healthy year, everyone just does absolute bits and they win the Super Bowl. Tough break, old man. Cam Newton dives over a a fumble picks it up runs it 90 yards for a touchdown <laughs> super cam vintage super, super cam, cam. I, I feel like that that needs to happen as well I feel like Cam Newton on a short term deal to the Chargers makes way too much sense for it not to have already happened I don't get why it hasn't at the time of the recording it hasn't I've got a feeling like that might be a thing that happens I think the argument you could make is until yes if he's had his doctor sign off on it but if you're looking at Cam Newton and the injury history he has had would you not want your own guys to sign off on that? True, but then also like, I, f- I feel like you could get him on a short, t- like a low enough contract that it's worth taking the punt, even if you're not hundred percent sure. You can be eighty percent sure and be like, well, even if he is a little bit buggered, then it is get what him it on is. One year, and yeah, you do with Tyrod Taylor as a backup. Mm. He's yeah, got a Super Bowl. There was, win, a, by there the was way. a video with them training together. I don't. Like it just seems like by all checks and balances he is going to the Chargers. There was also but... a there was also a video of Antonio Brown working out with Lamar Jackson and his cousin Hollywood. Shut Brown, up! Shut I up. saw that. That's just because they're related. It's <laughs> hey, just man. nothing else other than you, that. You better hope that he doesn't talk to Lamar and put relative. bad ideas in his head. No, he would never do that. He's got Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, fair enough. But so, other than the Chargers, Matt, what, what what teams do you think had a good free agency? Hmm. I I actually really liked what the Bills did, and it really hurts me to say that because I loathe the Bills entirely. Um, do you? Yeah, a little bit. Have they uh, actually been good enough in your lifetime for you to build up a hatred for them? Yeah, but you've got to have a hatred because for the teams in your conference. So yeah, I don't because one of our teams is the Bengals and the other one is the Browns. So uh, mm-hmm. I also I also really dislike the Bills logo. I think it looks. Sh- absolutely shit like, by far a... the, and this is a complete tangent but I think the Bills Bills, Bills or the Rams or the, Br- the Rams new logo oh the Rams new logo is way better than the Bills current logo the oh, Bills current up. logo oh, is that's trash. an outrageous claim that is not so true trash. at all it's just a chubby fucking bison thing it's crap it's um, but buffalo. anyway anyway um, I think the Diggs move instantly gives Josh Allen a, 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 a fantastic weapon i think re-signing poya to a quite a modest contract for poya being the player that he is was a great move getting aj klein was really good as well um so i think the bills had an all-round pretty solid off-season so far with the moves they've made i was pretty impressed decent decent and i was gonna say if, if um i mean i can save it for later but screw it if you're gonna look at a, some way to get value out of a, a trade um, Minnesota, who are my pick for the the best free agency team. Ooh. Um, 
look at what you did with Stefan Diggs. You got a really good deal, um, a bunch of picks, bunch of value. Let me just. It was a, a first, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth for Stefan Diggs, uh, which I think is it, that's what you should get if you're trading away your your. Some your of those best are next year, right? Though receiver, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, yeah, they're yeah. still what. Yeah, I mean the next two years are going to be pretty good drafts, um, especially receiver wise as well. Um, yeah, and I, I just thought like Diggs never really seemed like a team player on Zimmer's Whoa. team. Remember in Whoa. that in that playoff Whoa, you game, you firing shots like, at his character, Joe. Yeah, but remember you, we all watched. Um, it was the first the Saints playoff game where he wasn't getting enough receptions and starts like pulling Having an absolute drop. tantrum. On the side, you mean, and, and then, we were all and then saying they threw the ball we to him and he won the, being like, won the game. Yeah, then they well, they they were leading. They were leading at the time. Wait, are you talking about this year or this, the Minnesota? Miracle? Well, this year and and generally, well, yeah, the Minnesota Miracle is the Minnesota Miracle. But I'm just talking about this year and in general. Oh, okay. He's had spots where he's looked like not the biggest team player. Mm. Yeah, I mean, actually, now you that said that, Joe, I thinking back, I can see where you're coming from with Diggs a little bit. He yeah, like there are, a lot of, there are a lot of there are a lot of weapons in that Bills offense as well. You got um, Brown, you got Cole Beasley. I think weapons you got quite David quite single tree as well. I if think... those are going, yeah, but they're all players that are going to get at least 50, 60 targets as they have yeah. them in their career. How I many? Yeah. It went in the Vikings. It was just Thielen, Diggs, really occasionally Cook's got a catch, but a lot of the times yeah. just one of those two, and he was still annoyed that he wasn't the number one receiver. Maybe he'll be the number one receiver here, which will be the difference, but we'll see. I, w- I would say so. I think he will be. I think it's quite generous to call Cole Beasley a weapon of any sort, to be honest. I think John Brown looks okay at times. I John Brown's really good. John Brown had a really good year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was he was really good all year, and he was good the year before for the Ravens as well. Um, you just it, love him because he's an ex-Raven. No, but he was genuinely... Didn't he have like 1,400 yards or something crazy? Uh, I do not believe crazy. so. I don't. Uh, he probably not fourteen hundred. That was probably ridiculous. But it's just, you've absolutely pulled that out of your ass, then, haven't you? Yeah. What? How well, much yeah, was it? You? Look it up, Slew, while we're speaking. Do something active with your life. But I, <laughs> I thought he had a very good year in general. He um, didn't impress me too much, to be honest. But he's got a boy who can't. He just overthrows him every time, and he still manages to catch most of them. Well, his whole thing is that he's rapid in it. That's 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 his job. He's rapid, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. How, do you want to know how many yards he had? Yeah. I would love to. 1,060 with okay. six touchdowns, which is a pretty good year. It's a pretty good it's year. A, it's a solid year, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah, over 1,000 yards receiving. I mean, I'd, but I don't think anyone's saying that John Brown is in the same ballpark as Stefan Diggs as a weapon. Correct? No. no. Yeah. No. That's fair enough. No yeah. one was trying to make that but point. He was, he was good. It's just that you mentioned Cole Beasley before John Brown. Yeah, because Cole Beasley's not a weapon. Cole Beasley's vanilla. He's an absolute weapon. He's a beige Yeah, but he's got a pretty decent rap album, to be fair. Mm. Anyway, anyway. on to what I was saying. The Vikings picking up Michael Pierce, which was a great replacement for Linville uh, Joseph, and getting that deal out of Diggs to sort them out for the future. And they've basically just taken a step to realise their identity. We're a running team. We don't need this sort of diva going around here and um yeah true just yeah trade away get some, get some great value out i'd like of it. to i'd like to see what they make out of their trade picks before saying that they're in a really good position because they did also lose their top two corners this year as well mm. yeah but one of them xavier rhodes was not a top corner for them 
last year. He was he was no, but he pretty... he was their top. They were their top two in their depth chart. So yeah, you do still have yeah. to replace them. True, but it's a good year for corners as well this year. Yeah, True. yeah. I suppose I suppose you can get a receiver to take Diggs's role. You got Thielen still. You got the rook, the guy that was what's the rookie tight end? It was Irv Smith that was good for them last year towards mm. the end of the season. Yeah, they're, they're in a pretty good position if they can take that next step. That was why I didn't put the Eagles there because they I like the two moves they have made, but they still haven't done anything at wide receiver, which was the biggest issue the whole of last year. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. It, until you address your biggest need, I don't feel you can say you've had a good free agency. You've got a few yeah. stone hands, don't you? Yeah, you got rid of you got rid of Aguilar, Well, they can they can they can either catch or they can run quickly. We don't really have anyone that can do both, and that is an issue. Hmm. That is an issue. All right, and so well, the final trade that we've been waiting. To... Go on, no, go on, Joe. Oh, I was gonna just mention one other team before we got into the final thing, but I was just gonna say the Browns, like I mentioned earlier. Have, yeah, have Browns did well. Up. Yeah, they, they did well. Uh, they managed not to take a step back despite losing their GM this year. Um, and they did well. Yeah, they I mean, they got backwards. a great playmaker in Austin Hooper, top top three target for that team, like I mentioned. And uh, the O-line was their biggest issue last year, and they really, sold, I think, addressed that with Jack Conklin. Um, at least getting, a, getting away there. They still need to invest more in, in draft picks and capital that way. But I think their offense looks like it should be good i don't know if it will be look like it should have been good last good. year <laughs> yeah i know well then it did have a trash o-line this o-line got a bit better this year all right and so our favorite personality in the league got a bit more power after a failed failed playoff run again and Uh-oh. he decided to throw away his best player for scraps and bill o'brien joe thoughts I think the man should be fired and burnt alive. Bad, bad at man. Stake. Um, you know what? I'd agree with the firing. The burning at the stake seems a, I don't know, a tad unnecessary. I, I don't know, man. He should have been. He should have been fired after the playoff game that they blew a huge lead against the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah but like that's when he should be fired. Never... And then what do they do? That they make him sole GM after some weird little four-man GM thing where he was really the little yes, puppet let's master. Give this man all the power. Hmm. It's just it doesn't make ridiculous. sense. It's... I I think he's he's just an idiot. He doesn't he doesn't know what he's talking <laughs> about. I, I, there's not really like a professional way to say this, but he just you know, and you're just looking just at sucks. A, he just every decision he makes is just the worst thing ever. Um, there's a person at my work who's much like this as well. He will give you very very detailed advice on to the the worst way you could possibly handle ever, anything acting as if it's the best thing and that reminds me a lot of bill o'brien and i often think of joe you got a name chin. for that person and an uh, address I'm... and a home contact number <laughs> i'm just gonna leave that out of there <laughs> that's a little reference for you <laughs> for nice. easter egg um <laughs> it doesn't work if you then draw attention to it that's why they will pick up on that one <laughs> joe oh, um anyway yeah so bill o'brien is is a, a lemon man He's very sour, <laughs> yeah. sour boy, and he annoys me. And he probably pisses off Houston fans more than oh, could you natural imagine? disasters. Yeah. But, but wow. regarding the Hopkins trade as well, his excuse was, "Oh, he, he's on a three years, 
three-year deal and he wanted paying, but you you don't yeah. have to pay him. Yeah, trade exactly. You can just be like, no, you're under contract. Does he know how years work? I don't think he does. It, it, yeah, it was just. I don't it was know, just it's like horrible. he was trying to gain too much power too quickly. He's like, right, you've questioned me. You're out. Yeah. He's a freaking dictator, mate. The thing, yeah, and that that kind of ties into what I hate most about Bill O'Brien is everything he does is so brash and just so like it feels like Emotional. he makes decisions. Yeah, it, just, it feels like he makes decisions based on exactly how he's feeling at that moment. And like I felt that way with the Tunsil trade, the Tunsil and Stills trade. That this Hopkins debacle feels exactly the same as well. He just seems to just make off the cuff massive decisions mm. that franchise altering decisions um and they're wrong like the, there's there's no one yeah. on the yeah. planet that thinks that the, the hopkins trade worked for houston in a, in a meaningful way except bill o'brien uh, yeah uh, the, but the thing is if it is based on this whole power struggle he wanted paying or whatever i've never heard a bad story about um deandre hopkins no nope, never ever. do you remember do you, do you hear that thing that was going around or anything like that the baby thing, thing. Did you hear that was thing that was going around between Bill, what Michael Irvin said about what DeAndre Hopkins had told him, mm. where DeAndre Hopkins but apparently his baby was getting into, were around the... yeah, his baby mamas that Bill O'Brien was complaining that DeAndre's baby mamas were on the field during training, and he reminded him of Aaron Hernandez and Bloody DeAndre when Hopkins. When you say on, when you say on like... the field, you what? mean like watching the game, not lining up at corner or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> <Can> you imagine? <laughs> imagine. <laughs> Mama Hopkins, she's picked him off. She's picked DeAndre off. That would be especially impressive because I'm fairly certain DeAndre Hopkins' mum is blind and watches from the stands, and they they do. There's a whole emotional I thing meant, about it. I but... met his baby mama. Yeah, okay. God. I was gonna, I was gonna say, but... Jesus Christ, you had to bring it down, didn't you? God. But, yeah. but anyway, Aaron Hernandez. Um, so as I was saying. Yeah, yeah, but to compare him to that seems pretty messed up. Yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Just anyway, even if you di- even if he has been causing friction, there's no reason to say that about someone that is a mass murderer. Exactly, because that's not the same thing. Exactly. Oh, you know, who you really remind me of um, Charles Manson. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's just r- ridiculous. He's a ridiculous man, and and surely I I I can't see any way that. I mean, I mean, I, I guess no, I can. Because they'll, the play- they'll make the playoffs again in the AFC South. Yeah. They'll lose a playoff oh, game. And yeah. they'll be like, oh, exactly he made the playoffs, let's keep him happens. around. That's what I mean, I, I was going to say, I can't, I can't see any way that he's still the Houston oligarch he's... by the end of next season, but he will <laughs> but he be. Will because... be. <laughs> Dictators always Houston get what they want, mate. Yeah, Putin's been in power for 30 years. Well, we're just adding to the list of, of figures that we're calling out Have... on our po- podcast. We can put Putin on the list now. <laughs> Great, Joe. Our Russian listening numbers have gone right down. <laughs> oh, sorry. All through yeah. the roof. Our, f- our biggest audience. The Dropback Podcast available in every country apart from Russia. <laughs> Banned in Russia. That would probably give us more exposure, to be fair. Yeah. Available everywhere. Banned in Russia. Nice. Cool. People be like, how have they managed to get banned from Russia? Oh, no. oh my god! You know what? I think that's a good place to leave it because it's going to go downhill from here because Joe's got carried away. Joe's so, going to be digging dig so Thank you for the first ninety-nine percent of today's podcast, Joe. Oh, cheers, cheers. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't mean to ruin it at the end. I do have one thing to mention. Go on then. Is it PG-ish? It's, it is. Well, it is PG. It's it's just a bit of news that uh, we heard. 
So, uh, obviously, with the midst of everything going on at the moment, uh, I'm sure I don't need to mention what's going on, but we all know. So, um, Donald Trump had so said... that's that... where you draw the line. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, that is where you draw the line. <laughs> yes, um, I draw the line right there, right in the sand. Yeah, ever since the event, um, yeah, all major sports have been cancelled. So, um, Donald Trump has mentioned to everyone that football should be back in time for august and september which obviously gives some issues potentially with training camps and how they're going to organize that um so i don't know if they'll need to still delay it for a few months or whatever the best way of doing that is everyone just maybe starts a bit under prepared to be honest i just don't think it's feasible at all i don't think there's any way that football starts in august or september and i would uh, unless something changed, we'll wake up tomorrow and the situation's completely different. You know, the amount... Well, the original diagnosis from Trump was that it was going to be over by Easter weekend, which is this coming yes, weekend. Yes, so that's what maybe I was going to mention. He I'm did so predict it would all be over weekend, guys. by be Easter. Great. It's all going to be fine. Life will be back to normal. God. Oh, you've brought it around to a lovely positive note to end it on, Joe. Kudos <laughs> to that. Well, well done, you. I was <laughs> right, saying, so I was saying the... football will be back, but apparently not, so don't worry. And he brought it back down again. Oh, right, so that is the <laughs> end of our roller coaster of an ending. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you check out our website, thedropback.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at thedropback, on Facebook at thedropbackuk. I've been Sam. I've been Joe. And I've been Matt. And until next time, goodbye. Bye. Peace. The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, and Joe Costanzo. Mm-hmm.